It's so funny. <laughs> hey, you're listening to Dos Randos, a podcast about everything and nothing. And we are your hosts. I'm Chorus. And I'm Taylor. And together we prove that yes, sir, everyone can, but not everyone should start a podcast. We hope you enjoy the next hour of content. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Welcome back, everybody. We hope you're having just a grand old time. Hello, um, and and welcome to um, Spooky Season. Welcome to Balloon Fiesta Week, about which I do not care very much. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer for me. Uh, Gabby calls me like a like a fall Scrooge, kind of, because I hate the Balloon Fiesta, but it's just in the way of everything I want and need to do. Yeah, it's it's just it's hard to get places. People are, I don't know, what, what is it with you Texans? Oh, yeah. Stay home. Stop St- coming here. Hey, let me say it in terms you'll understand. Stay home. Stay Get home. home. <laughs> <laughs> Go. We don't want your can here. <laughs> Seriously, please, please just or stop at the, coming. At the very least, use your blinker. Yeah, that's the other thing is like the <laughs> I live near Old Town and man, the people uh, driving around here and like flooding the streets and getting in fender benders, it's a real nightmare. It's a nightmare. So with all due respect, we know the balloons are, are pretty and all, but stay home. Like watch the road too. Like <laughs> keep your eyes in the sky, but only if you're not driving. Do you think that's a tourist thing? Is that why there's so many wrecks or is it like no, just it is. New Mexicans it has to too? Be, dude. You don't I think don't, like I Albuquerque you, you have that much faith in it Albuquerque? Might, it might not be I don't know if it's Albuquerque, like Burqueños, but it's definitely out of city New Mexicans if it is New Mexicans. Yeah, like out of Albuquerque. Definitely, yeah, like small towners. Yeah, so uh, if you haven't caught on yet, it is Balloon Fiesta Week, and we have a special guest in studio. What's his name, Taylor? Uh, Yeah, Theodore Spookley will be joining us. Um, He's going to bring us uh, stories from Mysteries of the Unexplained. Yeah, and a, uh, we'll get into that a little bit later in the program. We'll talk about that later. We've got some uh, reviews coming for you. We talked about that last week and uh, a little bit of news. And also kind of some slack. I'm feeling a little bit, uh, my voice is kind of going. It's like the allergies, I think. I don't know why I have fall time allergies, but it's happening. But if we go, if we go like halfway through this, you know, this podcast and your voice just goes, we're going to keep going and we're just going to turn your mic up. Like, you know, because if, if uh, Robert Kennedy can keep going, you can keep going. Oh, dude, that guy? <laughs> Props to him. Did you see he just came out as a uh, independent? I did he's, see, he's, uh, I did he's see leaving that. He's leaving the... Uh, <laughs> I did see I that. Did, yeah, somebody get that guy one of those things. I did see that. Give him one of those. You know, on an interesting note, there is a group that's using AI to enhance all of his speeches so that he gets better traction on his uh, on his communication. I hate AI. That's not good. I think it's, I think that's a cool way to help out someone who needs help. Sure. But uh, I don't know. The whole thing is like, then they'll start using that to like fake his voice. Did you hear what happened with with uh, with um, Tom Hanks this week? No. What's up with that? They used his likeness and his voice via AI without his permission for some dental commercial in in some state in the U.S. this week, and it's like that's that's really scary. I don't like that. And he's he had to get on social media and be like, it's not. Me and I don't endorse this. He's like, this I not- do not, nor have I ever endorsed <laughs> dental hygiene. <laughs> right. I am 100% an anti dentite. <laughs> AI is uh, some weird stuff, but you know, if it helps, you know, seemingly a good dude like uh, Robert Kennedy get his message across, then, you know, good for them. Sure. Yeah. That's fine. I just, I don't like, I'm, I'm anti robot. You know that. 
Um, when when they come and try and take over, I will be first in line um, to destroy our robot overlords. And you on the internet listening to this, if you are a robot listening to this, you're dead. You're dead meat. I'm glad you made that uh, heroic stand <laughs> in the intro of our episode. Uh, how about some news? Okay. Um, the guys, this is not a drill. This is not a test. I need you to stop what you're doing. Or if you're driving, I need you to merge immediately. Um, like right now, because the McRib is back. Wow, dude. Okay. So they really got me like every time I am convinced this is the last McRib. This is the last and one. And I go out and I get one. <laughs> and then like a year later, no, wouldn't it, this, you know it? This one is actually less than a year. <laughs> it hasn't even been a full year. <laughs> it has not been a full year. And and they're already, yeah, it's back again. Do you think they're going to, oh are they going to keep again. on uh, tricking us with that? I don't, it feels like a regular bring back this, like, hi guys, we're back again. It, but it was, last time it was like, we're never coming back. Like this, they were like going for broke with that last, like, promo. I was like, wow, we have to go get one. Yeah. They were like, it was like big gold letters. This might be the last time you get one. And it was like, man, if you've never had a, a, uh, McRib, it's an experience. It's worth getting. Um, it's basically, see the word rib really kind of turns me off on the whole idea because who wants to eat something with a bone in a bun? That sounds terrible. Right. But we, here's the magic of McDonald's. There's no bone. We talked about this last year, too. I didn't know that in the 80s there was a whole ad campaign because that was an issue that people thought there was a bone in it. I always thought there was a bone and in so it. And so did I. And, but it's there was a, an entire thing saying, there's no bone. The whole ad campaign for an entire year was no bone. and But they needed to keep doing that because still people think that there's a bone. So I think uh, whenever it shows up, when is it actually going to be back in stores? Do you know? Uh, it says November, but they weren't very specific. So as soon as we can get our hands on one, we'll be back on the show and we'll have a McRib on the show. How does that sound? Uh, it sounds fine to me. It sounds good right now. <laughs> I'm starving. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The only thing I've eaten today is uh, half of this here Red Bull. Oh, yeah. We, we, so... are, uh, we are knee deep in uh, 20 fluid ounces of Red Bull. Oh, yeah. Uh, sugar free. Take, take a listen to this. Oh yeah, that was a real good. <laughs> um, so we're running on fumes. Yeah, but what else do we have? Uh, so after the McRib, I have uh, two X Men comics rising in value because of some chick made famous by Kanye West. Um, X Men number one thirty and Dazzler number one uh, have been tracked at high sales of five hundred dollars and one hundred and eighty dollars respectively. Just because of that random chick that Kanye made famous uh, is doing some stuff apparently, and is possibly going to be in the next Deadpool movie. As as Dazzler, if that wasn't clear. We have spooky music on in the background, and there's like creaking noises, <laughs> and it sounds like my old house creaking. So I'm sorry, I'm freaking out. I'm a little bit absent-minded. I was it's, making sure that like possible. doors weren't opening on their own. Yeah, I mean, this is the Halloween episode, so. I it's mean, fitting. It's fitting. Yeah, if that made you look over your shoulder, I'm sorry. <laughs> you should probably merge about it. Merge? What the heck is yeah, that? Yeah, see, this, is, this is music is like a little bit intense. Anyway, what else we have on the news? All right, next, uh, Thrawn. I don't know if you've uh, been following Ahsoka or the Star Wars stuff. The big villain in Ahsoka. All of those words seem like things I wouldn't be following closely. It's a Star Wars show. 
Great. Uh, Ahsoka and Rebels villain, his name is Thrawn. And he, I mean, he also has novels that people are going to get mad at me for not mentioning if I don't. So anyways, they we finally have a live action one. And in Ahsoka, people are <laughs> saying that he looks a lot like Elon Musk. And he's a big, evil, bad guy. But he, he really does. People look really like, hate Elon, though. I don't know why. But he really does look like Elon Musk, though. Hate him or like him, whatever. The Thrawn, even, <laughs> he looks a lot like... Elon Musk. I just I had to say that. It's worth mentioning. It's worth mentioning. Okay. Um, next on news nobody really cares about, but I want to say it anyways. iCarly was canceled at Paramount Plus after three seasons. It got three seasons? <laughs> yeah. This oh was my th- God. season three. If you're watching iCarly on Paramount Plus, get a life, dude. I'm sorry. Just listen to more Dos Randos. <laughs> yeah. We have season one. Go back and start over. Just go back and start over. Especially check out episode seven. One of my faves. Episode 7 is where we uh, unlock all of the truths to uh, the universe. Right, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Next, um, Target apparently uh, slows their sales of CDs, DVDs, and records and up sales of anime and manga. And right here next to that, I just have written gay. Uh, <laughs> is that a question? It's gay. <laughs> if you're gay shopping at Target, shame on you. <laughs> just come on. Grow up. Use, you know, order things on Amazon. Go to Walmart, whatever you have to do. Stop giving your money to Target. It's not worth it. Yeah. And we're not going to explain why. You should already know why. And in fact, this will give you a moment to go look up why we don't shop at Target anymore. Go do that yourself. That's great. Also, they're definitely charging you a white girl tax because they know you'll pay it. (laughs) So just stop doing that. Don't fall for the trap. (laughs) All right. Um, This is a pretty big deal. According to a new report, Warner Brothers is expected to be sold, but possibly to universal we were talking about this like the other day we were where it really sucks that warner brothers has a deal with with six flags because a lot of their properties could work well in like a like a like a theme park kind of a realm you know like like if we ever have batman should have a good ride by now that's all i'm saying batman should just have a good ride by now and we it's just six flags bullcrap um and universal could give them the opportunity to finally do that so wasn't wasn't uh, part of Warner Brothers sold off to Disney already, or was that uh, no? That was Fox. Fox, yeah, most of Fox was sold off to Disney, and it was just like their broadcasting stuff. They really didn't get to to take hold of because of monopoly reasons. Um, next on the list, Jerry Seinfeld over the weekend teased that he and Larry David have been talking and quote with Steven Spielberg. No. Oh. <laughs> to each other. and they said he said quote i have a little secret for you about the ending implying the show seinfeld something is going to happen that has to do with that ending like they're going to reshoot the last episode or something or what 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 do you think that implies that's all he said what what okay here's what i think right i think they could do i think they might reboot at least one season they could do one more season of seinfeld and they could bring it back where it's like they got stuck in jail for all of this time and they're just now getting out of prison. <laughs> Do you think the world has forgiven Kramer yet? What the heck? That bird, like... <laughs> was it the bird? I don't know, man. What was that Stuff noise? Stuff is happening. We're, <laughs> I don't know. For the, for the listener, uh, yeah, like things are crashing <laughs> things and are falling <laughs> and... Birds are squawking. There are are inanimate objects happening, like moving around the room. (laughs) (laughs) This this isn't good. (laughs) Okay, we're going to power through this episode. Um, Uh, Maybe Theodore Von Spookley will have some uh, insight on this. Yeah, he's good about this kind of stuff. Um, 
Yeah, no, I think they could at least do one more season or at least just do one more episode where they come back like after prison. <laughs> I oh, think oh but my question work. was, do you think the world has forgiven Kramer yet for his questionable remarks? Um, questionable? <laughs> I don't know if you'd use the word questionable. What, what word would you use? Um, abhorrent. <laughs> <laughs> we know what word he would use. <laughs> um, if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, first of all, merge. First and of all, merge, and then go uh, look Google up, Kramer look up, no, no, no. says uh, Michael Richards at the Laugh Factory. <laughs> His name is Michael Richards. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Michael Richards at the Laugh Factory. It was just a whole thing. So, so get on YouTube and search Michael Richards says at the Laugh Factory. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, let it rip. Full volume. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what you want to do. That's what in you want to do. Like full volume. Full volume. With, you know, with your kids in the car. That's what you want to do. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, it, it, that's a joke. Don't do that. You're going to get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you're stupid enough to shop at Target and take life advice from us, come on, bro. Come on, bro. Um, I think it's possible that people have forgiven him. It's been a long, long time. And there are... Black people that are, in case you were wondering which word we were talking about, <laughs> who have forgiven him, black comedians who, who have said, you know, he, he said what he said and he's like, you know what, if you don't believe me, go look up on YouTube after you watch that video. Look up Dave Chappelle talking about Michael Richards at the Laugh Factory. Cause he yeah, goes, but Dave Chappelle's a good dude. Yeah, I know, but Dave Chappelle forgave him, so I think that might be enough. Michael Richards can be like, you know what? I got the pass <laughs> from, from Dave Chappelle himself. So I think it's possible. If not, it's possible that it's also a Super Bowl commercial where they just bring back the cast for a commercial like that or something. That'd be kind of lame, though. It would be lame. Um, they should just do a new They're going to show up on stage with Usher. <laughs> what is that about? That's dumb. I, I didn't even want to bring that up. <laughs> Usher is so lame. He's, but he's always been lame. I know. He's never been Super Bowl worthy ever. I wouldn't think so. I don't know how he made the cut. Yeah. I, Dude, speaking of this which. This is like two years in a row that Apple Music has dropped the ball on this, and they really got to they gotta pick up the pace here on these. So uh, speaking of the Super Bowl, did you see that there is a fan release of a uh, – my, my correlation here is Dr. Dre was on the halftime last year, right? Right. Uh, or the year before. Year before. Wow, yeah. that shows you how bad Rihanna was. Right. <laughs> um, Dr. Dre – She wasn't uh, bad. She was just pregnant. <laughs> boring. Yeah. Anyway, uh, apparently Dr. Dre and Kanye have been working on a total remix of the Jesus is King record. Okay, see, dude, everybody forgave Kanye real quick. Yeah, well, it's, it's when he <laughs> stops talking and starts putting out music. They're like, oh, yeah, this is what it's always been about. There are like three songs on Travis's new album that are just taken from demos of old Kanye songs that are so good. All right, well, I'm telling you, the, uh, the remixed album is really good high energy every song really yeah totally are they gonna release it on the stupid stem player again i have <laughs> no idea but i know they're fan leaks and if if they're not real i'm very impressed with whoever did this that means they're not fake <laughs> there's no nobody can fake kanye like kanye i would think so so if that is something you should take some time to listen to jesus is king 2 is, jesus uh, is king is a very can good be album. found on youtube from random people anyway it's incredible Cool. Um, yeah, that's all I've got for news. That was all that was really newsworthy other than, I mean, for pop culture wise. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot happening. There's a lot happening in the world right now. I don't know if we wanted to talk about that a little better. I don't think we're going to solve the issue in the Middle East right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah so breaking news. The Middle East is at war, people. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's kind of a lot. And I don't think we, we're equipped to deal with it on this program. No, not without laughing about it. And that's something you can't do right now. And it's that too would be called soon. insensitive. Next year, however, <laughs> if they're still at war, maybe. Um, man, I'm saying a lot of... <laughs> Here's the thing. If you need real news, please go look it up, form your opinions, and get back to us. Next week with the McRib, we'll be dealing with that. Okay? Right. <laughs> uh, okay, so we wanted to do uh, a couple quick reviews of our Timu orders. Absolutely. Uh, I don't have mine formalized like that. I'll, I'll just kind of be a little more freeform. Taylor's uh, pretty prepared. Yeah, I'm pretty... Well, I thought mine... I got a lot of crap. So, so what I wanted to do is do it really fast. So we're just doing like one out of fives here. So a uh, hologram projector that I bought, four out of five. Uh, Klohu brand shoes, four out of five. Um, I got another hologram. Are you wearing them right now? No, I was going to, and then I forgot to. Oh, okay. Um, you looked down, and I was like, those look like Converse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, they're four to five, but it's like, I mean, as far as like shoes go, I mean, they were like maybe up to the level of Walmart or H&M shoes. It was like uh, four out of five is fine for me. Um, hologram projector number two was a one out of five. The first one was great. Second one sucked. Um, Same brand? No, different brand. I don't even know. It's all in like Chinese um, <clears throat> Mandarin or, uh, the other one, uh, Cantonese. Uh, yeah. First projector sucked. Second projector was fine. Uh, patchwork shirt that I bought three out of five. It was all right. It's pretty cheap, but I mean, I kind of knew what I was going for. Um, I got fing longers. Those are five out of five. Those are super weird. These are like <laughs> spooky, like long finger gloves. They just like make your fingers like three times as long as your fingers are normally. Uh, they're just great. I just love them. Five but they're five. also like articulating. Yeah, they, they move when you bend your fingers, which was what I wanted. Um, I don't. I didn't know I, I wanted that before Timo came along, but <laughs> they're, they're really great with ads. Um, I also got Daredevil sunglasses, and I don't know where they are, so that's a one out of five. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, also... Um, a couple of other things I was going to review last week that I said I would review for you guys this week. Um, this will be a quick one too. Disney Lorcana, that card game that just came out. Yeah. Five out of five. Great game. You can't find it right now. So good luck with that. You can look up videos on people, other, other people playing it, but you're not gonna be able to find it. I got lucky. I got all of the starter packs, really fun game. And you can collect the cards, which is not the part I care about. Um, Walmart for not having them because they were supposed to have them. It's been a four out of five for me because they're not gay. But since they did ruin the whole Lorcana thing, it's going to be three out of five for me for Walmart. And Target, as usual, zero out of five. That's really good. Boom. I'm going to try to remember all the stuff I got from Timu. Uh, first of all, I got a heavyweight t-shirt. I'm wearing it right now. Uh, I would give it a four out of five. It's a surprisingly good uh, like material quality, uh, but it did shrink a little more than I was expecting. Overall, pretty good fit. Uh, secondly, I got this cool green, like olive green beanie, like a sailor's cap style short beanie. Nice. I've uh, been wearing it off and on. I wish I could do a double cuff. I prefer a double cuff look, but it's actually pretty short. It's just a one cuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I'll give that one a three out of five, but it's just fine. And it was like seven cents. Yeah, that's that, the other that's thing. That's the thing to consider. Like, like these reviews, this is not like, oh, I'm going to review my Lamborghini. 
It's <laughs> yeah, like, this no. is like the best knockoff beanie I've ever had. Right, exactly. And another thing about Timu, they were really good about like the tracking stuff. And like, it, it was here within a week of when I got it, which never happens with this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. So, I mean, I would highly recommend that five out of five for Timu itself for me. Um, I got like three pairs of sunglasses, mm-hmm. uh, maybe two. Like two bucks a pair. Yeah, I mean, maybe even less than that. Uh, but they were both like too small. Like the frames were just a little bit too small. Um, so I don't know if that was like because of the build quality. I generally do prefer like a wider frame sunglass. That's because we have big heads. Yeah, we have big old heads. <laughs> uh, I would say probably the build quality did feel kind of cheap. Um, but they're like, I would, I would kind of put them in line with like a Walgreens, like impulse buy checkout item. Sure. But, but they like look more stylish twi- than like that. Like twice as cheap as that though. Yes. Uh, yeah. Like half the cost. So I'll give that a solid three out of five. Yeah. Uh, socks. I was really stoked on these socks. They came in like the way they were photographed made it look like the, um, like the top of the sock was going to be longer. Mm. What, what would you call that? Like, like, uh, like calf length. Yeah. Like the calf, like longer. I don't know. They came in uh, great colors, too short for my like taste. I love a long sock. The socks I'm wearing right now go up to my knees. <laughs> That's a little ridiculous. <laughs> those are those cholo riders, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, they were a little bit too short, so I gave them to my wife. She likes them and thinks they're cute. So I would say, she, what did she say? Three and a half out of five? Yeah. She said like she really liked them, and I was like, out of five. And then she, and then she was like, three out of five. And I was like, okay, well, that's not like like them like them. But Yeah, I don't know. That was her her, uh, her rating, though. Whatever. Um, I think that's everything I got. Do you remember anything else I got from Timu? Oh, I got a brimless cap that I was pretty stoked on. Then yeah, when I received it, like the 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 dome of the hat was like a little bit too deep, mm. so it didn't really sit right. And then Gabby roasted me about it, so I just threw it away. <laughs> so but I don't know how much did it cost. Uh, it cost like negative three dollars. See, and so it doesn't matter. If no, you it threw doesn't it matter. Away. So I'll give the hat like a two out of five, and the marital support a one out of five in that <laughs> particular situation. Other than that, my wife is great. Awesome new hats. It's a little bit rocky. I'm, I'm glad that you're secure enough to be able to rate your marriage on a scale of one to five. <laughs> no, my marriage is, is like a really good, but like, that one like a inter- five. Yes. Yeah. Like a five, <laughs> Total but five, but the, but that one altercation, I was like, I'm just going to, it's not altercation. worth it. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> the one interaction where I just got go. the hat roasted <laughs> off my dome. <laughs> I just went ahead and put it in the trash to save my, uh, my your, marriage uh, off of your massive too. Yeah. And Asian also see, the, the biggest miracle head. of my marriage is that my wife finds me attractive somehow <laughs> and I'm not trying to screw with that metric. So I'm like, Hey, I'll get rid of the hat. Whatever you say. <laughs> right. Yeah. If, if that helps you forget everything else. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Her. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, for the longest time, I was really worried she was going to get glasses and find out I'm ugly. So. <laughs> no, no, this is forever. <laughs> yeah, she's like, what did I marry? <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, Timu generally is like, if if your conscience will allow it, give it a shot, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, there's, there's a high chance it might be, you know, like child labor and stuff like that. So, but they're not 100%. I say there's a minute yet. chance it's not child labor. Really? <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> yes. My new chance that it's not. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I did watch a news story the other day saying that people were like not getting their orders, which I found surprising. I got my order. Yeah, I got my order week. right away. And also that like they were selling people's information and whatever. And it's like, and eh, who isn't? Who's not? Yeah, whatever. 
I, I say give it a shot. I say do the right thing and support a developing economy somewhere. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I say. Wherever that may be. Wherever that may or may not be. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. You know what? I, I think Theodore Spookley has been waiting long enough. Yeah, he's been in the waiting room. Let's have him. Uh, let's welcome him into the studio and let's get him going. He's going to share a story from us for us. He has this dramatic Good music. Evening, dear listeners. I am Theodore von Spookley, your guide to the mysteries that lurk in the shadows. Gratitude yeah. to Dos Randos for inviting me to this podcast, a haven where the arcane and inexplicable find their home. Tonight, a tale from mysteries of the unexplained. You sound like my Stories brother. Stories that defy explanation and challenge our understanding of the world. You gotta stop so long gather round, to talk. for I shall weave a tale that will send chills down your spine, make your heart race, and leave you questioning reality itself. Thank you, dear audience, for this opportunity to share the unknown. The mysteries of the unexplained await our explanation, and together we shall venture into the abyss. On a cold January morning in 1932 in Baldenboro, North Carolina, the cotton dress of Mrs. Charles Williamson suddenly flared into flames. She was not standing near any kind of fire, and her dress had not been in contact with cleaning fluid or any other flammable substance. Her husband and daughter tore the flaming dress with their bare hands. Remarkably, not one of the three was even slightly burned. (laughs) Soon after this, a pair of Mr. Williamson's pants hanging in a closet burst into flames. Then a bed caught fire, as did the curtains in an unoccupied room. Various articles in the house were found burning with bluish jet-like flames, but oddly enough, adjacent objects were never affected. There was no smoke nor smell associated with the flames, which could not be extinguished. They just vanished after the attacked object was totally consumed. The authorities were called in, but the arson experts, police, and special investigators from the gas and electric companies were at a total loss to explain the erratic fires. On the fifth day, the fire suddenly stopped. A newspaper report stated the fire started, burned out, and vanished as mysteriously as if guided by invisible hands. There has been no logical explanation. Thank you for joining us on this chilling journey through mysteries of the unexplained. Whoa. That's, that's, like, that's pretty good. That dude started and then just like went all the way. Yeah, he... Just, uh, I thought we were going to talk to him a little bit. <laughs> no, it's just no, like a whole monologue. The, that guy can talk. Whole thing. <laughs> yeah. His voice sounded a little different at the end than it did at the beginning. I don't know if you caught that or not. I, I did not. <laughs> Uh, that was a pretty good segment. I think we'll we'll maybe try to bring that back if it's not too much work to get him back in studio. Well, yeah, we'll have to see. His schedule is pretty erratic, yeah, especially uh, this time of year. Yeah. Uh, he follows the migration patterns of the bats, and so and that's Mormons. What, <laughs> that's why he's in town this that, week. Oh, it's the Mormons this yeah. week and bats next week. Right. Well, sometimes they're the same thing. In, <laughs> that's in, true. Yeah. yeah, that is interesting. It's how interesting that works how out. They, how they kind of you know it's this Salt Lake City. It's a lot of stalagmites and such 
And all the others. And all the others. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, I think we're all caught up. Uh, I was going to ask you, do you have anything else interesting coming on? What, what does that mean? What does that mean? What the heck? No, I mean going on like in the near future. Like, is there anything to look forward to? Um, Like our inevitable death. <laughs> you think it's going to happen soon? I know we said it's, we weren't going to cover the whole uh, Israeli Hamas thing, but do you think it's World War III? Do you think we're doomed? I think that might have been the start of World War III. And the history books might actually like frame it as the whole Russia thing being the start of World War III. But that all, I think that's all going to converge, and it's going to be World War III. Yeah. Lucky I- for us, we're outside of draft age, so... <laughs> Well, yeah, normal draft age. If it's actually World War III, they might expand that range a little bit. Well, that sucks for you, buddy. Yeah, I am not uh, athletic enough to do any good out there. Yeah. FYI. Uh, Yeah, it's a bummer. The videos I'm seeing come out, they're pretty brutal. Uh, It's weird that I didn't see that same kind of, like, uh, public, like, display of warfare from the Ukrainian dispute. So it does make me a little bit suspicious of, like, what... You know, is this sort of propagandized in some way? I, I mean, I'm sure it is at some level. It's very odd. But what's weird is, I mean, I haven't seen a whole lot about it. I mean, it, they are covering it like on the news, like they were at the beginning of the of the Ukraine thing. But not. I, I feel like it's less than that. I think they're trying to figure out how to frame it. You know, it's like what is what is the the push? I yeah. don't know. I am concerned that we're going to get kind of drawn out into full scale war. Uh, that is alarming to me. Yeah. Um, it's also like interesting that this happened like moments after public opinion kind of shifts on the whole Ukrainian dispute. You know what I mean? Like the average American now is not like pro, you know, intervention in that uh, military conflict. You don't think And now so? there's like a new one. No, I, 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 no, I think it. at the beginning it was like rah, rah Ukraine, which is a weird thing. Uh, it's- um, but now if you ask the average person, I think they're saying, why are we sending so much money? When, you know, the economy is in shambles in the U.S., the southern border is really in disarray. And why are we not spending resources to deal with that? Yeah, I guess so. I, I just, I work in a really, like, really liberal place. So they're still very much, you know, rah-rah Ukraine mode. Um, and I, I feel weird. like that's kind of the general sentiment of of New Mexicans because they're very tend to be very liberal, but maybe, the, I don't know if that's changing or not. I, I mean, the only people I really interact with are the people like that talk about that sort of thing are at work and they're very liberal. So what's weird to me is that like, uh, being like a war hawk in Ukraine has become a liberal tenant. Like that's a weird thing to me growing yeah, up. It was always like, are, Oh, Republicans are, you know, warmongers. warmongers and the left just wants peace. And it's like, it's so weird to me that like that, that, um, the way it's characterized is at least seems like it's shifting. But then, of course, you know, you get the evangelicals supporting uh, Israel. And, like, some of these people are, like, really calling for harsh, you know, retribution here. Right. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know what's right. I know that I don't like people dying in the streets. And I don't like seeing it on my feed. You know, not that not that I... Especially- I'm not suggesting war should be happening. And I don't want to hear about it. What I'm saying is <laughs> I would really just, like you know, international conflict to chill out. Yeah, I mean, for sure. But I mean, at, at some level, it's also like, you know, Hamas just randomly started, you know, 
shooting and killing people at this festival where it's like, you know, even if you were trying to start a war somewhere, it's like, you don't like, you don't do that. You know what I mean? Like at, at, at the very least, this is going to sound sucky, but <laughs> at the very least, Russia was like, this is a war and we're starting it out as a war. And they just started, you know, bombing stuff. It wasn't like, you know, at a specifically peaceful event that that kind of thing started happening. It was just like, yeah, it's a, it's a particularly despicable way to start like your ground assault is by like descending on a music festival. Innocent people just start, you know, it's not like also full of uh, foreigners. Right, that's another thing, full of, of like influencers and, and people who had nothing to do with it. They were just there to, to listen to music and, and dance and stuff, and it's just... Yeah, I mean, the voice uh, of opposition will say it's been kind of at a boiling point for a while. I've seen reports sure. that I mean, the, the Israeli state knew that there was a attack on the horizon um, and didn't do anything to prevent it. They kind of ignored Egyptian uh, intelligence, saying that they needed to be aware of this. So that's weird. Um, a lot of people are saying, like... The only way, like the, the the Israeli military is so robust and so strong that the only way this even happened is that they kind of allowed it to happen so that they would have the world stage uh, mm -hmm. kind of in their corner to say, all right, do what you got to do. Like they've been waiting for a reason, an excuse to kind of cut loose. I guess so, but... Um it's it's that still doesn't make it <laughs> that still doesn't put hamas in the right to show no no no, no, no totally people. not but it's just so immensely complicated yeah, and a, such a, a dark time really complex situation over there um yeah other than that i mean i didn't really have anything other to to, to talk about news was has been pretty slow uh, in the pop culture world because did you well, see that they I, uh, you know, arrested there, tupac's shooter I did see that. Yeah. Well, and that's another thing too, is there's, there's people that are like saying, oh, he's been saying that for a very long time. And it's, it's, it's very possible that he's just doing it for the clout and he didn't really do it. And he might get acquitted even though he confessed to it. Yeah. But he's really been confessing for a long time and he's been on like documentaries, you know, as a free man for literal decades, you would think that if they made an arrest last week, after all these years, that they would have some kind of concrete evidence that they would do that based off of. I mean, you would hope so. You know, you hope they finally catch Tupac's killer and actually, but they're, they're I've been watching like, uh, like court TV and stuff. And there's a lot of people saying that the evidence isn't like really solid. So there's a, there's a good chance that, that he might get acquitted for this. And then it's also like double jeopardy territory where if they don't convict him now and he's, and he's really is Tupac's killer, then they'll, they'll never get the chance again. That's interesting. So is that what double jeopardy means? I don't, I've never understood that term. I never looked it up. Yeah. So what it is, is at the end of the first round of jeopardy, they actually, everything in the scores are doubled, right? Gotcha. <laughs> and gotcha. So the questions. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Thank worth, you for that. Worth double thank the points. <laughs> I could have never figured that out without you. Thank you. No. Yeah. No. So double jeopardy is like, you know, you can't be tried for the same crime twice. Right. That's, that's that makes sense. An, an, an inherently American thing, too, by the way. That's true. That's also why all the Jan Sixers are like tried on these obscure charges, just in case they don't get them the first time. They can come around and screw them a second time. Yeah, under quote unquote different, different charges. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's that's a whole under this wonderful system thing. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of like the running thing. Is it's like I don't. There's until the actual trial happens there's no way to really like pin him to it even even i haven't followed this it. as closely as you you know what did he give motivation at any point why he would do this i don't know about that i mean uh, but the i think the thing that they're tying it to now is that there was somebody else in the car with him supposedly his nephew was in the car with him who actually did the shooting 
and they were finally able to get enough evidence to convict the the nephew and Ty, um, what's his name? To Keefy something. Keefy D. There you go. Yeah, tie them both together to be there on the same night in the car that was in the shooting. I think that's all the way they're trying to work it around is they they finally nailed down who all was in the car and they're going to nail both of them for that. They're going to try. Anyways. Interesting. Um, oh, you know what? Um, Comic-Con is next week. Um, New York Comic-Con is the big one. So, and, and now that the writer's strike is over... We're supposed to be like the people were not going to go to Comic Con, so it's a good thing that they they solidified all that before Comic Con happens. Who who was not going to go to Comic Con this year? So with the writers and stuff, I I think they were not allowed. If if they were still on strike, I don't think anybody was allowed to talk about what projects were or were not in the works because, um, you know, it's technically projects that are being written, and you can't say that you're working on it if there's a strike, which is. Because unions really make everything dumb. overly complicated. Right. So now that that's over, they can talk about a lot of stuff, and it seems like there's a lot of like things in the works. Is the actor strike still going strong? The, the actor strike is still on. Yeah. Um, SAG-AFTRA is... I mean, there's a lot of things that, are, that make sense with what they want, and there's a lot of things that don't make sense with what they want. The main things are just like streaming residuals. They want... Um, a portion of the money that that they get from streaming shows, which they don't get now, they just get paid, you know, based on the, the days they're working, like uh, every other American. Um, but they're saying they they deserve a part of that, like like they would with movies. You know, anytime a DVD is sold, somebody who was in that movie gets a portion of that money and all that stuff. So they're just also it's to like say, the AI likeness stuff, right? Yeah. So that's speaking the, of which, that's the, the, the second the Tom Hanks thing. thing, right? That's the second thing is they want protections, saying you know you can't you use my likeness or my voice or whatever without my consent and and you know you can't use ai to make somebody that looks like me or talks like me or whatever without my consent either that's another thing that the reason a lot of that started happening was because um star wars um i, I was almost said backup dancers what are what are what are um uh, Extras. Extras, there you go. Yeah. Backup dancers. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars backup dancers were they, they a lot of them are saying that they were actually being pressured to give full body scans to Really? To yeah, to Lucasfilm to use in the future. That's so uh, messed up. And it's like that's yeah, that's really screwed up. And I mean, you have the right to say no if you don't want that to happen, but it's like also who who's going to say no to possibly being in Star Wars forever? But um, yeah, it's, but it's also weird because they're extras, and so they're just trying to use anybody they can, and so that's a little scummy. So, so I wonder if there is like a a tie in here between the like NFT technology and like body scans and likeness scans. Like you know, it, it would make sense that we should all own our own likeness and our own voice and your digital form in, in our digital form. So it seems to me like this conversation is happening at a good time where uh the computing power is powerful enough to capture and recreate uh you know via machine learning and ai um you know like audible versions of your voice that can can say whatever you need you know let's set aside the idea that this is kind of concerning It, it is definitely there are you know red flags here right but let's you know optimistically it's at, happening at a time in technological advancement where you could potentially mint an NFT that validates the one official version of your voice 
and of your identity. These could be, uh, you know, held in, in, in some sort of like digital vault right. and um, can be sold. You know, maybe if you're a low level actor, you know, that's worth a little more than an extra and a little bit less than like, uh, you know, a B level actor. Right. And then as you move up in the ranks, you sell that data or you allow the use of that data under certain terms at different rates. Well, right. Yeah. And it's it's like the, that's the thing, too, is, is it's can't this you can't own my likeness forever you know, and use it whenever you want for whatever reason. Totally. But that's also kind of, to me, it's on the person to, to make sure they're coming up with contracts like that. Right. I think you there's, know. there's, there is just an opportunity for it to be systemized and a technology that could be developed to protect people. Right. Yeah. That's also true. I mean, it's, there's a similar conversation happening right now with, uh, like with your data, right? Like our data is sold to advertisers left and right. Um, and you can't really time. prevent it. You, you can try to use certain blockers and certain tech, but at the end of the day, some of your data and some of your online habits are going to be sold and th that data is going to be used to inform marketing trends and the algorithm that is, you know, presenting you with ads and, and, and that sort of thing. Right. Uh, but there's a conversation right now about how you can maybe take back control of your data and sell it to advertisers. And so, you know, mm. right now there's a digital profile on each one of us, you know, and it's as unique as your fingerprint based on your, you know, internet in interactions. Um, but if there was a way that you could bring that back in house, so to speak, and you would be in control of that, you could post that data on an open market and charge money for it. Oh, that's interesting. I never thought about it that way. But the thing is, is like, uh, that still is pretty broad. You know what I mean? But I guess I would like to be paid for that a little more than right. I mean, someone, I someone is getting paid Some, for somebody's it. Somebody's getting paid. You know, if you've it's ever gotten an email for something you didn't sign up for, that didn't happen for free. Someone no, no. paid for that. When you got an email you didn't pay for, <laughs> not if. Right. Yeah. yeah so somebody got paid for that. The, we we are at a time where there's a lot at stake with our data and our our virtual identity, uh, or digital identity rather. But, you know, there is also opportunity for new systems to be put in place, you know. Right. Yeah, and I think that's all they're, all they're wanting with the, with the SAG after stuff is like, hey, you know, I mean, people have been giving their information to, to the, the movie makers for years now just to, to, you know, have CGI versions of yourself that can't jump out of a spaceship <laughs> and, and do crazy stuff. You know what I mean? That kind of thing has been happening for a very, very long time now. But it's it's just now gotten to the point where it's like I don't I feel like I should have control at least over over that sort of thing. So this is a related uh, topic. I upgraded to the iPhone 15 Pro, I think just over a week ago. Maybe it was two weeks ago. Cool. And one of the features that's kind of buried in the settings under the accessibility settings is uh, it is a machine learning voice model of yourself. So what you can do is you can read. Um, into your microphone, you have to be in a completely quiet environment to do this. And you read 150 subsequent statements, like it'll give you a script that you read. Mm -hmm. uh, questions, statements, you know, different tonality. And then you plug in your phone and you you let it work for hours. I, I think some people are saying up to like eight to 10 hours it has to process your voice. And it builds a machine learning, uh, which is not technically AI, but you know, akin to AI. Yeah. It's building a model of your voice that people with, um, you know, some sort of impairment or impediment could use. Like say you, you suffer from vocal fatigue and, and by midday you lose your voice. Um, this would be a situation where you could type to speech your own voice 
and uh, and you can have a digital replication of your voice. Oh, that's interesting. And from what I've heard, it's 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 pretty accurate. It's pretty convincing, um, considering it seems like it's all being processed on the phone, which is a big deal because uh, one, that data is not going out into you know the internet. Right, you're not nice. doing that with some website that's going to take that and and you know try and, and just sell it to like a, with yeah. your voice to somebody you know. Totally, or even just sell it to like an AI model somewhere that's going to be a voiceover service. You know. Right, right. Um, so it seems to me like this is a good way to like dip your toes into that world if you're interested in it. Um, Apple is generally good with your data. Are they the best? Maybe not, but they're better than any other big players in the game. Um, yeah, I mean, if you have, you know. <laughs> Like a like a galaxy, your data's out there. Yeah, good luck, bro. No, no getting it back, bro. Like at the very least, the security on Apple is is better than anyone else. They're they're not perfect yet. It, yeah, they're not perfect, but you know the one be, thing. If if you're not a tech person, uh, one thing to note about Apple products is when possible, um, Apple will opt to process your data on device rather than uploading it to the internet and letting like a supercomputer do it. Right. Which is nice. So like when you're asking Siri questions, what it's doing is it's it's asking the question on your phone. If it's something that it needs the, the larger internet to answer for you or like the Siri database that Apple owns to, to answer the question for you, it will encrypt it, upload that one question, encrypt it again, send it back to you, and then it's not tied to your actual personal device. Yeah. So they're not building a profile about like your searches or your questions as it pertains to Siri. And so uh, that's one reason I'm a fan of Apple is that they do their best to try to, to keep the machine learning tasks uh, that are happening through their technology on board on a chip on your actual machine. Um, that way it's less likely to get into the wrong hands. So what about the like the facial ID stuff? That, is that all on board too? Or is Yes. That... So they say that there is a, there is a dedicated um, piece of the chip a component of the chip dedicated wham <laughs> that uh <laughs> that houses that data so that's why when you set up your iphone you have to tap your finger every time or you have to scan your face every mm -hmm. time um even if you like restore from like a factory reset or you're setting up a new device you know convenience would would dictate oh i signed in with my icloud why do i have to scan my face again well it's because your facial data is encrypted on the chip on the other phone so once you wipe that phone and send it back to Apple, that copy is gone. Yeah. And so it's super nice. Um, the one thing I'm interested in how it works is their wireless keyboards because their wireless keyboards do have uh, Touch ID technology built into them. But I wonder if it's sending uh, that data wirelessly to the, the iMac. Yeah, I didn't realize that they were making external keyboards with they are touch id so i'm wondering if like this that like security enclave is built into the actual keyboard in that case and all it sends to the mac is a command to unlock once it's verified because it seems to me like apple wouldn't use the wi-fi and bluetooth antennas to send that data anywhere. i feel like you could exploit that really easily though if that were the case if it was wirelessly transmitted right that's why you could i just find the transmit key and unlock anybody's Right. This might be bad. To no, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I would, if I knew, you know, and I know a fair amount about the way Apple tends to, to deal with privacy and security, not at a high level, but philosophically, at least I would wager that the, the fingerprint processing is happening entirely on board of the keyboard. Mm -hmm. And then the keyboard sends a, like maybe it's an, a randomized authentication key to the Mac at that moment. 
And oh, so your true. actual like fingerprint the... data is not ever being transmitted. It's just kind of like a handshake that says, all right, unlock. Yeah, sort of like their their um their their strong password usage thing where it just generates a random one for you to use. Yes, whenever. something like that. That's another thing that I actually really like that I, I never had the, the chance to really use. I like that they introduced that where it's like they're going to create a password for you that that is randomized and way you know more complex than any hacker could ever like even attempt to to unlock and if they do uh, especially with like the the uh you know random email um input right that's like you thing. can cut junk, that junk off email yeah like, like if if they do sell that it's like you know it's like apple at one two three six seven four zfw like if that does get sold to an advertiser and you start receiving emails, you can chop it. You just chop it off, and it's not connected. It's it's not going to screw up all your other actual correspondence. You right, know, right? So wasn't there an Apple event recently? I didn't see anything about that, but I figured. Yeah, so it was the iPhone drop, yeah, and uh, and the map, the uh, Mac drop, the hardware drops. Hmm. So yeah, I am right now on the uh, iPhone 15 Pro Max. Yeah, so this time of year is usually the the hardware drop, and then like it's like usually like spring. In spring time. is WWDC, which is the software software drop. Software drop, and so and I've been running stuff. I've been running the iOS for yeah. this version uh, since probably late spring, mm -hmm. um, because I follow WWDC and I sign up for all the developer drops and everything. Because we are Apple content creators, people. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Uh, that's not why I do. I'm a nerd. No, but um, I mean that. It helps with this sort of thing. So it's fun. Like once once all of my friends got the new uh, OS or got the new iPhone, we were able to do some of the new stuff. Uh, name drop is cool. So if you tap your phone to another iPhone, it'll exchange contact info. Um, AirDrop oh, wow. got a little bit of a facelift. So if I don't know the name of the device I'm trying to find, or we've all been in this situation where you're trying to AirDrop something to your friend and you're in like a venue with, you know, 3,500 iPhones. Good luck yeah. trying to find them on the list. Um, so what you can do now is get your, say you're going to share a song, open your song up, hit the share button, tap airdrop, and then tap your phone to the other phone and they'll automatically receive it. They can accept it. And it's a kind of a, a handshake that happens peer to peer as opposed yeah. to like, I feel like Samsung an and the Google phones have kind of had that for a while, but yeah, it's not, that's not groundbreaking. It's just new features that will benefit the average user. I right. think. Yeah. Um, the machine learning voice was kind of a surprise. No one knew that the, that was going to be in there, but um, users kind of found it. Uh, the major thing about the iPhone 15 Pro uh, that you won't experience on the 15 or lower models is that they have replaced the ringer switch with a contextual button uh, that you can program to do just about anything. So That's I have mindset to change my focus mode. So my wallpaper changes and like my apps that are presented to me change when I long press it. So it kind of goes from personal mode to work oh, mode. Look at that. Um, but my photography friends that are really, you know, into iPhone photography, they use it as a shortcut to launch the camera app, automatically select certain oh, lenses and that kind of thing. You can have it do basically anything with the shortcuts. So, you know, if you have a really niche specific task that you do with your phone daily, you can make it a short but uh, a shortcut button. What's funny is I'm seeing people already route it to do um, a Google Assistant. So on oh, the right is Siri stupid. and on the left is Google Assistant. That's so dumb. it's dumb, but hey, if you're an Android <laughs> user and that's the reason you're not using superior hardware, dude, <laughs> go ahead and do go that. ahead. Yeah, yeah go ahead. <laughs> I mean, Google will steal your data, but you've already decided that that's a, a price you're willing to pay for the convenience. So <laughs> right. go ahead. Oh. Um, all right. 
I don't think I have any further updates. Um, the, the new phone was the main thing for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, as far as, oh, you know what else I wanted to do that I was going to talk about last time that I didn't? Um, we were going to review ISOM. I don't know. If, did we do that? No, we didn't. No, we didn't. So, um, ISOM was that new, um, it's from the Ripiverse. It's that new, uh, uh, the Blaze contributor who uh, started his own comic company because he was he was tired of getting kicked by, by the people <laughs> who run the other major, you know, comic companies at uh, Marvel and DC, um, throwing all their politics around and stuff like that. Uh, so... Uh, I actually finally read all the way through the first ISOM uh, graphic novel, and it was it was okay. It was definitely a first season. Um, I, I tend to talk about this a lot, but you know how I feel about first seasons. I don't really care for The Office season one. I don't really care for, you know, once they get into a groove, and it, I understand that that first season is necessary, but with, like, ongoing series and stuff like that, it's, yeah, man, it's usually rough in that first. That's funny because I've heard that our season one peaked, <laughs> and now we're just downhill from here. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, <laughs> I hope that's not the case. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. I was like, if you release, I mean, we could, <laughs> we could end this podcast right now, but um, no. Anyways, actually, thank you to people out there that ask us for more content. If we could put out more content, we would. <laughs> right. uh, it's very flattering, and we are glad that you guys enjoy it. Right. We actually have half of what we did last year for a couple of reasons. We've been super busy, but we've also been working on another project that I'll, I'll tease it here, but I'm not going to actually announce what it is, but we've been working on another project. Um so we'll we'll leave you with that. Some of you guys who listen to the show kind of already know what that is because I, I blabbity blab around. Um, but anyways, um, getting back on topic here, ISOM number one was fine. Um, it just like the thing that I didn't really care for about it was the artwork. And that's that's a big thing for me. Um, when the artwork... Because after was, all, what's reading without the pictures, all right? <laughs> Well, the story was fine. It was it was pretty standard. It's I mean, a comic book, so comic it is book. not insignificant. Yeah, that, yeah, right. It's it's half of the story has you know to do. There were a lot of scenes that I, I could say there. You know, in a comic book like this, you're gonna have action scenes that should be the focal point of of what you draw, and a lot of that just fell flat. There was things like giant battle scenes that you should have been able to do really well because you're a comic book, and and they just like they don't show anything. You know, it's it's like. What was the point of doing it? You might as well have just written a regular book for for some of it. Um, and it's also like dropping you in the middle of this world. And you do want to know more about some of the characters that are here. For But a lot of it did fall flat for me. However, I didn't have to worry about reading it in public. <laughs> that was a big thing. You know, not, not worrying about the politics of it. I, you know, I knew it was just going to be a nice, you know, normal story. So that part was good. Um, it had really good morals which is, is something you should be, you know, looking at these days. A lot of the books that we read are just terrible morals. Um, and so it, it was finally like a good Superman-level kind of character that actually has flaws unlike Superman. So I would put it in between the, the comics that I already read. Well, I would, I would wager that Superman's chief uh, downfall, his weakness is that he's a cis white man. You think that's his biggest weakness? I'll tell you what Superman's biggest weakness is right now. <laughs> what is it? What, what is it? Uh, no. <laughs> his biggest weakness is that he doesn't... There's. You cannot be brave if you have nothing to lose. 
There's no way for him to die, or or he's got way too much power. There, there's that's like, on behalf of the white privilege that he uh, experiences. <laughs> right. I forget that it's all that systemic um, racism that he's benefiting from. Yes. Yes. Um, and that's why Superman hates the blacks. Um, <laughs> you you heard it here first, folks. Um, he does. <laughs> no. So. This guy has actual problems, and it's like it, it, they do a pretty good job of that. But next time around, they really need to work on the artwork, which I didn't care for that much. And I'm not saying I'm an expert here. I just that's just my opinion. Didn't care for it that much. It you felt just like have the two eyes, and I you're entitled to your eyes. opinion, like everyone I'm else. I'm to, to not like artwork. There is a lot of stuff. What's her name in Santa Fe? Who does the the flowers and stuff? I have no idea what you're talking about. Her artwork sucks. <laughs> and Who she's are you like talking about? Renowned, and and there's like. I don't know. There's like museums for her and stuff or whatever. Oh, Georgia O'Keefe? Yeah, sucks. Also heard it here first, folks. Georgia O'Keefe hates the blacks. <laughs> Is it Georgia? Georgia O'Keefe? I think so. Um, yeah, you can go ahead and look that up. <laughs> we'll, we'll confirm that here. Um, oh, it's Keefe D. Keefe D. Yeah. Who oh, draws Keefe the D. flowers in Santa Fe. Yes, yeah, Georgia Keefe D. Yeah. It's Georgia O'Keefe. Georgia O'Keefe. Uh, yeah, she's overrated for sure. Overrated. Yeah, kind of gross. For sure. Um, so yeah, artwork is a big deal for me. Um, it's not that hard to get that wrong, but I guess, you know, you do have to pay people. So whatever. Um, that fell short. The story was fine. So I mean, out of 10, I would maybe give it like a five and a half. And you know what? Most of the things on our uh, Timu thing were fives. So. Yeah, they were fives. But that was out of five. So <laughs> the pesky, to, the pesky <laughs> rating scale, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I, I really do hope it gets better. The next one that they have coming out in this universe that doesn't have to do with the same character though, because it probably it could have just been the character I didn't really care for. The art is actually done by a guy who initially did some work on Amazing Spider-Man, so that could be good. Um, and you know, I like to support these people, but if it starts to suck some more, I might not support them anymore. And that's just kind of how the economy goes, buddy. Um, yeah, that was the only other thing I wanted to talk about. Well, we thank you guys for listening. Uh, it's been a blast. It's been a blast. Um, merge. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. As always, please rate and review us and send our podcast to a friend. You can stream Dos Randos on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and for some reason, Radio Public. See you next time, Randitos.